Hello, and welcome to Leading Inspired Learning, a Strive podcast. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. Uh, it's hard to do this when you guys are both staring and smiling at me. Would you like me to look uh, somewhere else? My name is Allie Scott. I'm the project manager of Strive, and I'll be your host for today's episode. Today, uh, we welcome, well, actually, fun fact, this is our very first re-record episode. Um, I'm welcoming back <laughs> uh, Sarah and Hadil, our incredible resource team. Welcome. Thank you for Thank having, you. Us having us again. Again. <laughs> In our very long podcast history, which we've done pretty well, our first time recording was our very first time with audio completely messed up. So that was a fun um, exercise in futility of, of a, pra- a rehearsal, we'll call it. We'll call <laughs> yes. it our rehearsal. <laughs> yes. um, and so here we are, and hopefully no one's echoey. Hopefully our audio is fine. Once again, into the breach, my dear friends. Yes. <laughs> um, so we are very excited to chat all things Resource Center today. Um, we'll start with talking, letting Sarah and Hadil introduce themselves. We'll talk about a little bit of the history of the Resource Center, um, what folks can expect when they come visit the Resource Center, when they visit online, um, and hopefully encourage some more wonderful educators into our amazing space. Yay. Yeah. Okay, Hadil, do you want to tell us about yourself? Yes. So, so my name is Hadil, and I'm an ECE and ECL graduate from Fanshawe College. Once I was done my degree, I actually taught abroad for seven years in UAE, Abu Dhabi. So I taught there for seven years, and then I came back home to Canada and found this job. Yes. Hadil and I had the very wonderful pleasure of working together years and years ago. I can't remember if I told this story the last time, but my very first time meeting Hadil, I was a preschool educator, and she was... Were you, you were a supply educator at yes. the time because you were still in school. Yeah, so I was supplying while I was in school yeah. for the Y. And we are, at the time, our preschool children were really interested in dinosaurs, as, you know, many preschool children are. And we had a giant world map up on our wall. And we had, with the children, explored where some of the dinosaurs' were, remains were found, like the bones, fossils. Is that what they're called? Yes. <laughs> You're doing great. Um, and what we did was have the children put pictures of themselves and their family members in other places on the world map where they were from. And I remember Hadil coming in and just being like, wow, can I take a picture? And I was like, of what? <laughs> of the map. Because it worked really well with one of the classes you were in at the time and you needed it for a project, I think. Yes. <laughs> I actually used that idea in my teaching practice in UAE. We were talking about a unit of where we all come from. So I had that big map on the front of the desk and had pictures of all the kids and where they came from. And it was just lovely. So that stuck with me and I did use that. And I remembered that day meeting you. Yes, um, years and years ago. You were also my director. Mm -hmm. So I I was in Mm -hmm. the classroom with you and that was an amazing experience. And then I got to be one of your Mm -hmm. staff members and that was a blast as well. And then here I am again. Here you are again. <laughs> With Allie. We just don't get sick of each other. No, we don't. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thanks, Hadiel. And lovely Sarah. And Sarah. Hi, I'm Sarah. I went to Fanshawe for ECE. Um, I also did the postgraduate of Autism Behavioral Science. 
and then also graduated from the ECL program. Was the autism program at Fanshawe? Yes, it was. I thought I didn't know they had that program. Yes, they do. Mm-hmm. Cool. I mean, I don't know if they still do, right? But they did what, then, four years ago. Amazing. Yeah, I've worked in childcare for, I would say, I worked in childcare for seven years, and I've been loving it ever yep. since. And Sarah's been with the resource team since almost a year? Halloween, Halloween, that's right. Mm -hmm. Halloween last year and Hadiel just a little bit longer. Yes, August 15th was my one-year anniversary year. Happy anniversary. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) Okay, so a little history of the resource center. So back in... Summer 2021, I have to get my bearings because I was actually on mat leave at the time. But Brie and our ECL intern that summer, Michaela, shout out to Michaela, um, really dove into a community analysis of the needs for the Resource Center. Because at the time, the Resource Center was still under Child Reach's umbrella. They had the Resource Center upstairs and the Toy Lending Library downstairs, which may be familiar to some listeners. But we really saw this strong connection in having the Resource Center under Strive's umbrella because of the pedagogical focus, the needs of educators. So we did a community survey. We surveyed, we focus grouped, we had tons and tons of discussions and put a proposal into the City of London, our funder, to move the Resource Centre under Strive's umbrella. And with that would mean implementing some of the changes we heard from the early years community. We know historically and and even still that the Resource Centre is underutilized by early years professionals across the region. And we still see a lot of children and families utilizing the services, which is great. But we know what an asset this is to childcare and early years programs, educators, etc., students even. So we put a proposal into the city and in the beginning of 2022, the Resource Center officially moved under Strive's umbrella. And since then, we've seen a lot of change. (laughs) Um, Since I came back from maternity leave, we really took the voices we heard in that community survey and focus groups and implemented those changes. So things we heard were things like it felt cold, it felt like a storage room, people didn't want to come spend time here, they didn't necessarily feel like the resources were geared to them as professionals. So these are things that we really took into consideration and have been and are continuing to transform the space to meet the needs of the community. So we have a little couch meeting space area. We have a coffee Nespresso bar. We have wonderful, like, think like indigo vibes. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That's what we're kind of going for, this like idea that you want to come and grab a book or grab a, a resource and sit and explore and, and spend time here um, in our what was called the makerspace room, which we still kind of affectionately call the makerspace. It's a working project. Yeah, yeah it is a working project for sure. Um, but we have a beautiful meeting table in there, which is wonderful. You could host your staff meetings or you could come work on CPL with, with some colleagues there. 
we have two desk space areas. So if you need to just work from somewhere else for a day, if you're a student and you need to get out and you want to be surrounded by like-minded professionals, there's space for you there too. And that's just the physical environment. <laughs> We've also done a major overhaul of the actual resources that we had. With inheriting some of the well-loved toys from the Toy Lending Library meant really taking a, a magnifying glass to our intentions and the use of materials that we have available and is a really drab, old, crocodile ride them little tykes thing is that meeting a pedagogical need in our programs probably not was it well loved by the time it was retired Mm -hmm. Uh (laughs) uh-huh but it is now since retired so things like that where we're just trying to really focus on what we know um to be true in terms of needs for for the community correct yeah how did i summarize that you did great okay yeah all right good so now that we got the boring stuff now that we got the boring stuff away let's have some fun Woo! (laughs) um let's talk about what your favorite resources are okay (laughs) i will start uh this is a hard question because there's a lot of amazing resources that we do have so many and i do remember when i started you were in the process of revamping the kits and Mm -hmm. going through each kit um, and seeing what and is we still are, and we still to be are honest. doing that to the day and adding and taking away from those kits. And it was just I got to really see what was in each kit before and after. Um, and I love the fact that we're s- still continuing to make the more open ended materials that could be used in different domains. But my favorite, absolute favorite one is the order of things. And it's mm. a loose part kits. I like it because you get to order things <laughs> and you you organize things in different ways from smallest to biggest, biggest to smallest. And it's just a really, really fun kit. Highly mm-hmm. recommended. And it is very, very open-ended as well. Yeah. Possibilities yes. are endless in that yes. one for sure. It's beautiful. Too. The is. materials in there are gorgeous. Yes. Yeah. And it's good quality materials as well. Yeah. So they can be used in different ways. Good choice. So, so fun fact, that was part of years ago, Elgin had tasked us with Strive team before we had the resource center with coming up with some resource kits for their community. And uh, Megan really spearheaded that project and came up with some really great, more um, schema based resources. And the order of things was one of those. Mm -hmm. We duplicated it for our resource center here. And it really is beautiful. The materials are gorgeous. And it's a very, very popular kit that goes out constantly. Good. Would you recommend it for a certain age group? Honestly. That one can be used from infancy all the way to school age. Yeah. Um, With infancy, there are smaller parts, so it could be a supervised activity. And the toddlers could also do them independently as well, as well as these um, preschoolers. So it goes from infancy all the way to school age. Amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good choice. Yeah. Sarah? Mine would be the loose parts heuristic play. Oh, yeah. That one I like. It's got... Again, loose parts. I think you can tell there's a theme there. I like (laughs) open-ended. I did previously work in a toddler classroom. Mm -hmm. And so that's the sort of thing I would have been obsessed with having out as a provocation. Just there's so many ways it can be used. And I just think it's a great tool. Yeah. Not necessarily just for toddlers. Again, you can match it to whatever age group. Take it in. Mm -hmm. Add more to it. Take it away. A lot of our stuff, I think... When you ask what's our favorite, I think about 
pairing a whole bunch of our resources oh, okay. together. I really like doing the It's a Small World or something. It's something about a community with okay. the logs. Yeah. And then um, it kind of creates like this cool like wooden forest kind of vibes. And we have and, a tree house kit tree house. too. Yes. Oh my goodness. Combining those three together. Yeah. An amazing learning experience. You know, speaking of like indigo vibes, you know what we should do? You know how they have like Heather's picks? Oh my goodness. We should make I... like Sarah's picks and Hadil's yes. picks on resources. Yeah, that's a good my idea. My personal favorite thing, I love going through and doing the, the displays yeah. in our resource center. I just take out whatever I'm personally, <laughs> personally vibing with and display it and it brings me so much joy. It is fun to create those like invitations. Yes, and, and then those are more, more likely to go out because uh, they're like, oh, we want to take that out yeah. because it's displayed, they can see it um, and they can feel it, they can play with it. So they're yeah. like, oh, we want to take that out. So she's having to replace it with another. Uh, <laughs> I'm not mad about kit. it. Yeah, no, which is good. I love the yeah. resources we have so, and I'm proud yeah. of them. That's the more awesome. that they're displayed, the more likely to go out. Yeah, and that yeah. was something we learned and adapted yeah. from our wonderful partners at ASCII in Hamilton. We visited their resource center last summer and we noticed that they utilized some of their shelves to display yes. like an invitation. And what a brilliant idea. Yes. So if you come into the resource center and you're browsing the shelves, you'll find yes. some little spots of incredible displays that the yeah. team has put yes. out for as an invitation. We've got book displays as well. So if, if we have a favorite yeah. book of the week or something, we display that one as well. So we're always displaying different kits and books. Definitely. Yeah. And speaking of book displays, we've also been participating in the Fold Challenge. Do you yes. want to talk a little bit about that? So Fold Kids is an organization that promotes diverse Canadian children's literature. They support readers of all ages, and they highlight fantastic books and children's authors all year round, and um, we participate in the challenge. Yep. So every month, we have picked a book and displayed it that meets the criteria mm -hmm. of the challenge. Yeah. So, so in the next month coming up, we're going to be doing Bridget George, her It's a Matig. What's the challenge next month? It is an indigenous, author, is indigenous, indigenous author. Canadian author. It's supposed to be an audiobook, but we do not have audiobooks. Right. You're looking can at me like we need to get audiobooks. <laughs> you can record readings of any book you'd like, Sarah. I do yeah. have a beautiful reading voice. You do. You love to read, yes. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, if, if Sarah records our children's books in audio form, they're going to be full of like bird sounds and I'm voices it, okay listen if you're boring <laughs> while reading to children they're going to be bored and you're going to get frustrated because you you're this learning ex this experience isn't going the way you expected it <laughs> but how do you expect a child to sit there and listen oh, no, to she's you on a rant drone on and on with no expression in your voice come on now come on <laughs> if you're having fun they're having fun that's right facts facts <laughs> so stay tuned for serious Sarah's audiobooks <laughs> coming your way. <laughs> There'll be a new podcast, like a monthly release of just like you reading a children's story. <laughs> Give the people what they want. Exactly. Why not, right? But we, yeah, so we did highlight one of Bridget George is a local author for mm -hmm. next month's challenge. It's a Matig. Yes. Yep. And you'll just have to record an audio version. I will, I guess. To meet the full challenge requirements. Yes, I guess so. Okay. I'm right. going to read it. There we go. I'll record it. <laughs> Oh, good. Amazing. So 
speaking of books, we do have children's <laughs> books available in the resource center. Now, we aren't a library, and yeah, kudos no. to our incredible partners at the London Public Library. They have a beautiful children's book collection. But we do have quite a few that we love and adore. Yeah. Um, when Array Books comes to town, Sarah's a literal kid in a candy shop. I really am. Um, we, we were very fortunate at our um, summer pride uh, celebration that Array Books was here. And I think we had to really like close the door on Sarah to get her out of there. I just, they're just so amazing. And they find such amazing books. Yeah. And just... Books are children's first windows into other realities yeah. of everyday life yeah. that they don't get to experience. And I could honestly go on and on about the importance of literacy. Okay, well, years. we'll do that in another but episode. Another episode. But I won't. Um, but Hadil, do you want to talk about the um, educator resources and the textbooks that we have? Yes. So not only do we have children's books and edu- educators' books, we also have students' um, textbooks. Mm-hmm. So we have ECE and ECL textbooks for all semesters. Mm-hmm. I actually got in contact with the bookstore at Fanshawe and was able to get the most recent updated book lists and we went and ordered all the book lists for ECE program and for the ECL program so they're all available to be borrowed here at the resource center yeah. and the membership for students currently is free so yes. come on down and get yourself a free membership and then you'll be able to take our books or you can also use our books in-house as well. Right. We have a lot of um, space for students to come and use and do their assignments. Yeah. And if they need any guidance with assignments, Sarah and I would be more than happy to help as well. For sure. So, yeah. Amazing. And for our student books, some of them we have multiple copies. So we have yes. like an in-house use yes. copy and a, and a borrowable yes. copy. Yeah. Awesome. That they can take home. Um, I think the maximum for textbooks is one week loan. Right. To give the opportunity for other students to borrow it and complete assignments if they need. Yeah. Um, but if no one's scheduled yes. to borrow it yes. afterwards, it can always be extended. Yes, it could always be extended if it's not scheduled yeah. to be going out again. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And other educator resources we have are usually authors or titles that connect to a professional learning event that we've had. So... Last winter, we had Kristen Neff join us virtually, and so we have both of her books available in the Resource Center. Coming up, we are going to have Mina B back with us this winter, Um, and her book was just released, and we have copies of that available in the Resource Center too. So oftentimes, if there's a speaker or a facilitator that has a book, we will often try to purchase that and connect it to um, the Resource Center just to expand that learning. And we have all of Darcy's books as well. Darcy's books yes. too, of course. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Two things I'd love for you to paint a picture with your words. <laughs> One is what folks can expect when they arrive at Child Reach Building, how they can access the Resource Center. And two, what folks can expect going online and visiting Strive's website to access the Resource Center. So a painting a picture with words. Okay. You can each do one. I don't. So I could do the in person. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Um, so when you come into our building, we're located in the same building as Childreach upstairs on a 265 Maitland Street. Yeah. You come up up the stairs and then onto your right hand side. You'll walk through the doors and that's where you'll find the resource center. You'll usually find Sarah and I sitting there welcoming you into our center. 
Um, Those bright, shining rainbows of people. Yes, That's right. it is. You're going to know that it's the Resource Center from the vibes because it is so beautiful. Everyone that comes into the Resource Center feels like they're at home. And that's the vibe that we're trying to get mm -hmm. to you to feel comfortable to come in and borrow your resources and to just kind of like have sometimes for yourself to browse through our books and our resources that you can take to your classrooms. Mm -hmm. So, yes, you come in. We usually show you around. We'll do like a little tour of our kits and how they're organized. Um, we'll also show you our online platform and how to register. Um, Sarah will get into that a little bit more. <laughs> but usually you come in and we just want you to feel like you are welcomed mm -hmm. um, and yeah, wanting to register want to. and mm -hmm. wanting to use our resources. Yeah. So our resources are currently organized by age, age group. Yeah. And we say that roughly. Mm -hmm. um, we know first yeah. and foremost that most of our resources can, can transcend across every age group. But roughly they're based in what we know to be typically developmentally appropriate for those age groups. Yeah. So... If you're a toddler educator, you can always start in the toddler area and then move from there. We just found that organizing it this way gives educators a place to start. Yes. Because exactly. oftentimes when you come in, you're like, uh, I don't know if I need music and movement. I don't know if I need art. I don't know if I need creative. I don't know. So if, at least if this is all in one area that will be roughly appropriate for the children in your program, yeah. it gives you a place to start. Yeah. But that doesn't mean you're limited yes, exactly. to that at all. No. Yeah. And then we have a little separate room. Yes, that's we the have maker a maker space, space in there, and that's where we host all our uh, school-age kits. Yeah. And there's also a table in there with chairs, so if you have meetings you can come in or projects that you need to work yeah. on, you can utilize that space as well. And we also have the coffee bar that you can make a coffee and tea. Yeah. And, yeah, and just yeah. hang out with Sarah and I and chit-chat about what you're doing um, and what you are experiencing yeah. in your classrooms um, and what guidance you would need or just to have, like, conversations. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. I love stories. We love, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. And in the makerspace, if you have previously utilized the resource center before, it may, it's not as much maker as, as space now. <laughs> um, we no longer have a big laminating machine. It actually broke and the part was not replaceable. We do have small laminators available to use at no cost. We did get rid of the die cuts. Mm -hmm. Our friends across the province really pushed us pedagogically to make that change and our advisory committee uh, with Strive endorsed it. We just felt like mm -hmm. pedagogically it's not where we wanted to be. Exactly. So we have had some really critical friend conversations with some members who still come in to use the die cut. So for example we had one member that came in and wanted the tree die cut. And I was able to offer some other ideas. So instead of telling the children what a tree looks like, how else can we explore that? Mm -hmm. So, you know, we could go outside and look at trees. We could collect twigs to create trees from. We could draw our own trees. There's just, I feel like when we talk about the importance of open-ended, we don't want to limit children to this is what a tree looks like and this is what a star looks like. These are up for interpretation. Exactly. It's all artistic mm -hmm. interpretation. And yeah. even still, if you're just doing it to have something for them to glue on a paper, piece of paper, yeah. what what else could you use? What else yeah. could you do to bring them in to your experience? 
So we love having these conversations. Mm-hmm. And and so that's a big change you'll notice in the makerspace yeah. is the die cuts are gone. We do still have a large cutting machine. Um, so if you have large paper to cut, that's still available. We are still navigating what it could mean, what else we'd like to add if we want to create the lean more into the makerspace side of things or how else we want to utilize the space. So it is a work in progress. Yes, and we're more than willing to hear ideas. Oh, yeah. Feedback. If anybody from the community would like to reach out and send us an email or yeah. give us a call, yeah. we'd love to hear from you. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Excellent picture painting of what it looks like to come into space. <laughs> it sounds so cozy. Yeah, it is, it is so cozy. cozy. You yeah. just don't want to leave. No, that's <laughs> stay for it. Yeah. Stay for a while. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pull up a chair. Okay, Sarah, your turn to paint a picture of online. All right, everybody. Let's visualize a Google <laughs> Google search. You're typing in strive, SWO.ca, and you're clicking on the Strive website. Woohoo! Wow, beautiful, amazing. Oh, it's changed. It's gorgeous. It's beautiful. It's innovative. It's everything you've wanted and more. <laughs> you're going to look up at the top, and you're going to click on resources. And then you're going to see in the drop-down menu the ECE Professional Resource Center. That's us. Click on it. (laughs) You're going to be taken to a beautiful page that has a slightly dated video talking about the Resource Center. Still beautiful video. Still beautiful. Love the faces in it. Love the resources. You scroll. keep scrolling down. You're going to see some information about our hours, part of the agreement of, you know, how this space works. Yep. And then you're going to see all of our beautiful, shining resources. You could scroll through if you wanted to, but you don't have to. If you're going straight into creating an account, right above where all of those beautiful photos of our resources are, there's going to be an option to log in or create account. You're going to create an account and you're going to fill in all of your information. Um, You're going to fill in your name, your organization, all of that fun stuff. And then you're going to click submit, and then it's going to take you to another page where it will give you the option of Strive Online, Resource Center, or Strive Online and Resource Center. <laughs> 10 out of 10 would recommend clicking the Strive Online and Resource Center. It gets it gives you the best of both worlds. Definitely. Online resources, in-person resources. What could be better? I ask you. You pay the $35 to get this amazing, beautiful, (laughs) splendid membership, and you're set. You can go into your create reservations in your account, and you can start putting things on hold. The only time you cannot put something on hold if your item is already out on hold or if it's already out and is lended to somebody. Right. We do have a buffer period between items just so that we can make sure that they're going out at their highest quality, mm-hmm. that we can ensure good quality experiences. And there is a calendar feature. So if it's yes. currently on hold, but you want to reserve it next, the calendar's there for you. Exactly. Amazing. What a what a Vivid. visual. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think that, yeah, we don't need to even display anything because that, yep, you've got well it all done. covered. Thank you. Thank you and you much. can also register in the resource center. Yep. So oh, of course. You, Come yeah. on down. If you want to do that yep. in the resource center, you can also do that as well. So. Yeah. Absolutely. There's so many options. Yes. So many options. <laughs> Sarah, you mentioned Strive Online. Yes. For folks who don't know, Strive Online. <laughs> Strive Online is an online library of professional learning resources. 
So oftentimes we will have, if we're able to, record sessions, professional learning sessions we have, the recordings are located there. Supplementary resources and additional materials that would be would support the professional learning session are housed there. It is a, a wealth of information and knowledge and it, it relocated. It used to be located right on the Strive website before we, we merged with the Resource Center. So now that it's all in one place, our hope is that educators and professionals will be able to find both and navigate both easily. So yeah, so Strive Online, Strive Online. if you just want an access to Strive Online membership, it's free to all early years professionals in London, Middlesex, Elgin, and Oxford. So you can absolutely hop on there. You can follow Sarah's word painting and just select a Strive Online membership if you're a professional in the region. Thanks, Sarah. You're welcome. <laughs> okay. Now, what would you say is our most popular resource? We're going to have two different answers yes, about this. we will. Mine, I would say the Pickler Triangle. Yes. That one is, the holds are until May of next year. Oh, my gosh. So that one is a very, very hot item. And we have two of them going out. Yes, we do. Um, rotating those two and then the holds are until April of next year oh my gosh yes yeah, so I would say that's the popular one so I would say that one is the most high in demand okay you have two okay and they're both booked until April yeah everybody wants it yeah but what is consistently always out it never stays on our shelf long is in our infant section the reflective mystery sound spheres oh. those they don't have a long hold window not until april but it i can guarantee the second it gets put back on our shelves it is out the same day again interesting yes. and so those are the mirrored yes it's mirrored but then also each one has a different a sound. sound that's right and it's reflective so infants can look at themselves yeah. which we know how self-absorbed they are <laughs> that's a joke that sounds bad <laughs> that's a joke <laughs> But it's getting all yes. those sensory experiences yeah. for them. I love and that. It's, yeah. it's not hyped up okay. enough. So in-demand pickler triangle. We also have some other gross motor yeah. resources that are also popular, like wobble, wobble, wobble boards board. and yeah. and um, things like that. We do have a one of my favorite resources, our beautiful dollhouse. Oh, yeah. The Victorian dollhouse oh, is something yes. amazing. It's a wooden, gorgeous dollhouse that's just stunning. Just mm -hmm. Stunning. Um, my son's favorite resource is the big wooden trucks. Oh, yes. Those, Those are, are great, too. Those are well. also very Those popular. Those are really fun. Yeah. He loves those right now. We're in a truck phase, but he loves those right now. Okay, we're going to play rapid fire. Let's go. Favorite children's book? The Seven Picky Eaters. The seven, I don't, have not heard of this the book. The seven picky eaters. I was obsessed with it. Do we have this book? No, we do not. Oh, well, Sarah. I know. It's my <laughs> favorite. Okay, now uh, we have to get it for the resource center. Yeah. Anyway. I just love it so much. Okay. It, I mean, it reflects my family. There are seven grandkids and there are seven kids in the book. And all of them had a similar pickiness to us. So part Cute. of it was how much I loved reading it and seeing our family be reflected in yeah. this book. And also, okay. it doesn't hurt that at the end they bake a cake, and I love baking. Yes, so. you do, and you're excellent at it. Yes. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, my favorite book, children's book, yeah. children's book is How to Fill My Bucket. Uh -huh. I love that book, and I use that in my classroom. Um, yeah. It just teaches kids about empathy and kindness and how to treat each other, and 
Nice. I just love that book. Good choice. Yeah. Your favorite age group to work with? Toddlers. I knew that was your answer. Um, <laughs> preschoolers. Hmm. Although yeah. school age, school ages don't get enough hype. I did really enjoy True. my one year working, doing school, school age. age. I really enjoyed it. They're fun. They are. Yeah. And I also like infants, so it's hard between like I know. those two. The cuddles or the infants? <laughs> it was rapid fire. You said preschool. Okay. Answer closed. <laughs> okay. Favorite professional learning you've attended? It doesn't have to be Strives, but if it's not, you're fired. No, just kidding. <laughs> I would say the Darcy um, event. That yes. was a really great one because I, was, I read her books previously, previous to meeting her, so yeah. it was amazing to actually see her in person. She's amazing. <laughs> and she was on a podcast episode. Yes, if you miss was. the events and you yeah. still want to get a little Darcy, yeah, you will you link that always. too. Yeah. Good choice. Mine would be Bridget George. Yeah. And I'm very excited to see her again. She's coming back. Yes. Yeah, to the Literacy Conference this year, so stay tuned. Amazing. Uh, your favorite ice cream flavor? Half-Baked by Ben & Jerry's. It is scientifically proven that they have the largest chunks of cookie dough and brownie in them. <laughs> you would know that information. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is the Baskin Robbins strawberry cheesecake ice cream that I had last night. Oh, it delish. was so good. Yes, that's mine. Delish. Favorite podcast? The West Wing Weekly. Right. Oh my yes. gosh. Because I'm a major West Wing fan. Flan? Fan? Flan? I'm a major West Wing fan. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> fan. Specifically, the first four seasons. If you know, you know. I don't know. I don't know. And that just shows. <laughs> it's just amazing how prevalent that still is today. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, I, t- I trust you. <laughs> 10 on 10 recommend. I'm not going to pretend that I have a favorite podcast because I personally don't listen to podcasts. Other um, than this one, obviously. Other than the Strive ones, yep. of course. Uh-huh. Um, but I am looking for recommendations. So, okay. Yeah. Well, Check out the West Wing Weekly. There you go. <laughs> First watch the West Wing. And then. Okay. We'll do. <laughs> and then listen to the podcast. It might make more sense. Yeah. Yes. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you for playing Rapid Fire. Of course. Um, now we do want to highlight a couple upcoming events. Mm-hmm. Yes, we do. In uh, early October, we're going to be doing a PL event. Our first part of our two part mm-hmm. of our PL. We're going to get to talk you through all the beautiful, wonderful things of the Resource Center. Mm-hmm. And you get to see our beautiful faces as we do it over Zoom. Woohoo! And we'll get to cho- talk to you all about the Resource Center yeah. and how to create a membership. Amazing. Yeah. And part two is in person. It's in person. It's in person yeah. where mm-hmm. we get to explore the Resource Center together. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yes. So you get to look through the kits and open them and get to play with mm-hmm. them and experience all. Hands on. Hands-on learning. We love hands-on learning. Yes, we so, do. Yeah. So that's the main focus of the second PL Amazing. is to put your hands into the resource center. And you two incredible humans are also going to be helping support a uh, CPL community of practice. Yes. yes. So we do have the College of ECE um, coming back virtually to do a refreshed and streamlined CPL program session. And then from there, we are going to have a quarterly community of practice where we open our doors, our space, these two and their beautiful minds to support any and all CPL questions, concerns. It's really going to be a time to come together to pick brains of of your colleagues 
see where they're at, see some examples of CPL. Create um, that community. Build that community. We love community. We do. Yeah. We do. So, yeah, you two are much more than just sitting at a incredibly beautiful resource center space. You are in it. <laughs> yes, and we baby. love you for it. Thank you so much for being here today in of our course. podcast recording studio uh, and chatting all things Resource Center. I know that you two are really passionate about what you do and really care to ensure that the most incredible pedagogical resources get in the hands of educators and children in our community. So come on down. Come on yes. down to the Resource Center. <laughs> and cue Sarah's bird sounds. So, this is the bird call. <laughs> I think so. Um, there's another. I can I can always do the bird sounds if I hear it first. So I'll like I'll be sitting outside, and I'll. Well, what's it What's it called? I'll. Hold on. Got what's you. it called when you're not what you say you are? Bird caller. Catfish. I'll catfish birds. Oh, what's your... And I'll do the sound back to them, and we'll have a conversation. And then they'll get mad because I'll stop answering them. Because they think there's a bird around there. But it's just me. Oh, my God. <laughs> Listen, you cannot be in the early years field and not have a sense of humor and not have a zest for life. Because you're just boring without it. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. You can connect with us on Instagram at Leading Inspired Learning Pod or on our website at striveswo.ca slash podcast. I would love to have you tell a friend or colleague about this podcast. Thanks again for listening. Please join us next time.